0: On Wednesday, January 6, 2021, a pro-Trump mob violently stormed the U.S. Capitol building, bringing Congress's Electoral College vote count to a halt. The siege took place following a rally in which President Trump refused to concede and called on protesters to march to the Capitol. The protesters smashed windows and broke into the House and Senate floor, waving makeshift Trump flags and looting various items throughout the building and various offices. Police drew their guns. Members of Congress were evacuated and told to prepare to wear gas masks, and one woman was killed, according to NPR. Currently, there are talks of impeachment coming from Congress, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democrat Leader Chuck Schumer calling on Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment, which would result in Trump's removal from office for the rest of his term. I spoke to John Woolley, an emeritus political science professor at UCSB, who has made American presidencies and presidential communication a focus of much of his research. We began our conversation by discussing whether there was any historical precedent to the attack on the Capitol. Professor Woolley went on to call the pro-Trump mob insurrection completely unprecedented.
1: Nothing that I've ever heard about or read about that involves a Throng of Americans, angry American citizens, um, breaking into the Capitol, disrupting uh, sessions of the House and the Senate. Uh, um, it's just it's it's completely unprecedented from that perspective. Of course, in you know in the War of 1912, the British invaded and the British uh, took over Washington and they burned buildings uh, in, and. You know, but that was a foreign troop in war. Uh, so this is this is very this is unusual. One because a group of American citizens succeeded. Actually, that's the that's an odd thing. That um, I don't know if you've ever visited the Capitol, but the, you know, as a ordinary citizen, you don't just kind of blow into the Capitol and start wandering around. There are um, you have to basically be invited in or be part of a tour to be checked out and vetted. And you go through a security process just to get into the building and don't wander around the building. So um, that, that really sort of basically <clears throat> unprecedented kind of thing, but it's also unprecedented because uh, there's never been an instance where a president. Told his angry constituents to march up to Capitol, to the Capitol, and uh, demand that um, legislators do something they were not going to do. Uh, So that's you know, on so many grounds, this is just uh, uh, astonishing, shocking, uh, disappointing troubling uh, because we've seen it happen now. And fortunately, I think from the perspective of the future of U.S. democracy, um, it did not stop the certification of Biden as the president, next president of the United States and Kamala Harris as the vice president. So, you know, the business went on and uh, members of the House and Senate did exactly what was right, which was to not put off for a single second longer than they had to in order to be sure the facilities were safe and secure to get back to work and do their business.
0: The unsuccessful protest aimed to reverse the decision of the highly contentious election. Those votes were called into question by several members of the GOP and challenged by the Trump administration in key battleground states like Arizona and Pennsylvania. Despite this, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris have remained the winners of the election, and their victory has been certified by Congress. I asked the professor whether there was any real threat posed by the objections to the election results.
1: I don't think there ever was. Um, and uh, part of the, the really powerful story uh, of this set of events is how many times issues were taken into courts, state courts and federal courts, and uh, and judges just summarily rejected them. And uh, that's the way that you should proceed if you have a complaint about um, what's happened under state law, right? So if I have a complaint about what's happened under California law, I should pursue that in California courts, and I should talk to California legislators. and um, that complaint, once it's been resolved at the California level or at the Pennsylvania level or wherever, Nebraska, um, then, and if I lose, then I've lost. And the question for me is, what am I going to do to try to do better, to win, to be more successful next time? But uh, this notion that you can go to Congress and get Congress to undo things that are have been judged repeatedly to be consistent with state law and procedures. Uh, That's a very dangerous kind of a notion and it's good that it did not succeed. The argument that the the proponents were making was um, not 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 an entirely uh, uh, crazy argument, which is that there are um, a huge number of American who doubt, still doubt what this, how this election was run, and what the outcome of it was, and uh, they need to know that we have considered their views. Uh, now, oh, uh, so I, I, it's that that's not a that's not a crazy thing to say. It's a crazy thing to hold out hope for them. as crazy from the point of view of the stability of U.S democracy and democratic practices to hold out the hope for them that they could uh, they could still win uh, just by basically throwing a fit.
0: President Trump's actions in actively encouraging the fit of his supporters and his failure to condemn their attempted takeover of the nation's capital has put him under the scrutiny of many in both the Republican and Democrat parties with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, an upcoming Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling on Vice President Mike Pence to help remove Trump from office through the 25th Amendment. If Trump wanted to reverse such a petition, Professor Woolley described how this challenge would have to take place within a certain time frame that would likely go past January 20th, leaving the president with little action to avoid his removal.
1: And given the, the way Trump works, uh, the the there are time periods in which the president has to take action if he wants to reverse a uh, petition, and uh, and all of the you know, all the time limits that are implicit in there, and uh, and it takes us past January the twenty.
0: He then went on to describe what all this may mean for future presidencies and transfers of power and how the country may move forward?
1: Um, well, the, the important point I think is that the, um, this was a complete failure instead. It did not stop anything. And the relations disaster, uh, it, it has led people almost uniformly across the political spectrum to react with horror. That uh, this is not the way democratic procedures should uh, should go forward. Um, I'll, I'll just say this is the this is the most remarkable um, presidential election that I have ever lived through. That I've almost that I've ever read about. I've been spending some time recently looking at the end of the James Buchanan presidency and the start of the Abraham Lincoln presidency, which was of course a period when the country um, moved into civil war and states actually tried to secede. And that kind of thing sort of a, a bit of historical anchor is useful in not becoming too, uh, too crazy about what's going on right now that, uh, that oh my God, they, you know, the country is coming to an end. Uh, the country has gone through over and over again, very upsetting and disturbing events. Uh, there have, in uh, 1968, an election year, a president resigned, two prominent leaders were assassinated. There were uh, riots in the streets. There, was, uh, there were people uh, promising that they blow things up that, who genuinely believed that revolution was right around the corner. And the next few years were not easy years, but um, there is, I think, in these kinds of histories, a, um, a reason to think that U.S democracy slow, but sure, creates, uh, tries to patch and tries to fix things up. And um, it doesn't happen quickly and it doesn't happen in the heat of the moment, but, uh, but the fact that the Republic continues and survives and that people um, were uniformly horrified by what they saw yesterday, I think that, is in some sense really a hopeful hopeful sign that we will emerge out of this in a in a, in a sort of healthy way with uh, serious attempts to try to find <clears throat> solutions